0: Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Joseph Prince. Joseph is a leading voice in teaching the gospel of grace around the world. Through his television program, teaching resources, and best-selling books, he's impacting millions around the world with God's love, grace, and favor. You can watch Joseph Prince Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. Let's dive into the message.
1: No. I just want to share something with you that will help you so much in walking in the Spirit. And that is actually a New Covenant uh, uh, prayer. I call it Prayer 2.0. What prayer is that? It's praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. Today, uh, in the evangelical fields and all that, they use the term praying in the Spirit. But many a times, they mean like, you know, I'm praying by the leading of the Spirit. What, what does that mean? Praying in the Spirit? How about other prayers down there? You know, is it saying that they are not led by the Spirit? Obviously, when the Bible says praying the Spirit, it must be translated, it must be interpreted by the Bible. And 1 Corinthians 14 says, Wherefore, if I pray in an unknown tongue, there's no escaping this, my spirit prays. Notice that? When I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, which part of you pray? My spirit prays. Amen. But remember this, Praying in the Spirit is praying in tongues. But praying in tongues is something that was never given uh, to the Old Testament saints when when they were under the law. It's something that that was never given to them. No one prayed in tongues. It was unique for this dispensation. It was unique for the new covenant. Now ask yourself this. Why is it that this prayer, prayer 2.0, amen, why is this prayer so unique, it only exists, came into being, into existence on the day of Pentecost. Well, it is a prayer that can only come forth from your spirit and it denotes that the Holy Spirit is in you. Amen. It denotes that you are now so clean on the inside by the blood of Jesus that the Holy Spirit has taken residence in you. Do you know that even for all the prophets of the Old Testament and the righteous kings and all that, when the Holy Spirit came on them, that's what happens. The Holy Spirit came on them and then leaves them and comes on them to prophesy, to, to to cause them to prophesy and then leaves them. Amen. Just like Jesus said in the upper room to His disciples, the Holy Spirit who is with you, with means with you, like in the Old Testament, shall be in you and He will be in you forever. Amen. He's in you. For how long? Forever. Amen. So because of that, we have this prayer language. And friend, we're not tapping into it. We're not tapping into it. One of the ways we walk in the Spirit and be led by the Spirit is to pray in tongues, to pray in the Spirit. Amen. I have a subject I taught some years ago called the prayer that repairs your body. Amen. It's a sermon that you need to get hold of and listen to. I talk about the word edify and how that word, you know, many of us, we, we, we uh, mistranslate that verse. It says, whoever Uh, speaks in an unknown tongue, edifies himself, then we say uh, uh, our spirit man is edified. That is a mistake. Does not say that. When you pray in tongues, your spirit prays, yes. Your spirit man prays, amen, by the Holy Spirit. But the benefit, the edification, notice, whoever prays in an unknown tongue, edifies himself. Himself, his whole self, spirit soul, even His mind, His emotions, and His body. It has an effect on your emotions. It has a beneficial effect on your mind. It has a beneficial effect and therapeutic effect and healing effect and health-giving effect and life-giving effect on your body. When you pray in tongues, you're building yourself up like a temple. And uh, in that message, I'll talk more about this. Please get hold of it if you want to hear more of that, about the benefits of that prayer, that prayer uh, 2.0, where it repairs your body. And the church, the, you know, the church as a whole, many of them are not open to praying in tongues. They say, it has passed. Alright, the only place that says tongues has ceased is when the perfect is come. Then knowledge shall also vanish away. Has knowledge vanished away? The same breath, the same writer saying that, Apostle Paul by the Spirit says, when the perfect is come, then that which is imperfect shall be done away. Alright, it talks about tongues shall cease, knowledge, even knowledge shall cease. My friend, has the perfect come? Well, you look around you, my friend, I don't think the perfect has come. Amen. Amen. And, and if you tell me that the early church needs all the gifts of the Spirit, whereas for us, it is all, it all petered out when Peter petered out. then, friend, are you saying that we, have, we are living in better times than them? On the contrary, we are living in worse times. That was the church in its infancy, and they needed the the power of the Holy Spirit, yes. Nonetheless, but the times that we are living in, we need it even more, my friend. We are living in the last days, and nowhere in the Bible does it say that that all these gifts have ceased. But notice also, in ministries, in churches, in the lives of people who don't pray in tongues, they don't pray in the Spirit, you don't find manifestations of healings, Amen. Prophecies, signs, and wonders. Until I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I don't see healing in in the lives of people I prayed for. Amen. I'm not saying there's no healing when, when people don't pray in tongues, pray for other people, but very seldom and far in between. But when people are baptized in the Spirit, that's when you see more healing. Amen. And we want to see more. Until I believe in the last days, There'll be such an outpouring that upon all flesh, that every tongue, amen, will prophesy. Every man will dream dreams. And and uh, I'm, when I say every man, I'm referring to the majority of men. Of course, there'll be a lot in the world. There'll be lost and all that. But Pastor Prince, don't you know that many will be lost? Yeah, friend, don't you know that many will be safe? I saw a multitude no one can number in heaven, John said. So friend... I'm believing God that a multitude will respond to Jesus in these last days. Amen. Now let's go right now to Isaiah 59. Look at Isaiah 59. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west. I believe this passage is speaking to our times. It is not referring to the millennium because the enemy is here and there are things happening. Right? So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and His glory from the rising of the sun. Let me tell you something about the days that we are living in. West today refers to the countries, especially in America. Amen. And, uh, and all those in the West, South America as well. But East refers to all the Asian countries. And it's true that in our day and age, the teaching of the name of the Lord, Jesus, the power of the name of Jesus, the power of attorney in that name has been taught from the West. But notice this, they'll feel my name the name of the Lord from the west and His glory from the rising of the sun. Uh, it should say from the east, isn't it? But instead of that, it says from the rising of the sun. I was in Japan preaching one time when the Lord gave me this revelation. I was in my hotel room about to preparing, about to preach in the church in Tokyo. And the Lord says to me, tell them the west will have the revelation of the name of Jesus, the power of the name of the Lord. But the east and especially the rising of the sun country is that? We'll have the revelation of the glory. Oh, hallelujah. I know it refers to the east, but God could have said east. But instead, it says the rising of the sun. I believe, my friend, amen, God's glory is going to spread all over Asia. Amen. It's all going to culminate. You see, the gospel began in Jerusalem. Amen. Beginning at Jerusalem, it's going west for these 2,000 years. It's been going west, 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 all the way around now the Asian countries has some of the largest churches in the world and coming all the way. And then we have Singapore right down here. Amen. And then back to Jerusalem. Amen. And God is working right now in Israel. Many people are turning. His own covenant people are turning to Him by the droves in these last days. Amen. Amen. So notice that. We are living in this time. What's going to happen during these times? When the enemy comes in like a flood. So there's an indication that the enemy is going to come in like a flood during this time. Now, I'm not saying that this is directly referring to the coronavirus pandemic that we are in, but you know what? It includes that. Something going to happen when the revelation of the name of Jesus and the power in that name is revealed, as well as for us uh, in, in the East, we have a revelation of His glory. Amen. And glory always comes after grace. Amen. After grace teaching. And you know what? I'm not saying that uh, 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 exclusively the West will have a revelation in Jesus' name or not. No, we can share with each other. So we also have the revelation in the name of Jesus and, and the West will also have the revelation of His glory. Amen. But in a time when the enemies, did you agree that this pandemic is covering the earth In a way, trying to imitate the glory of the Lord in the last days, God says, as I live, as the waters cover the sea. Think about that. Waters cover the sea. How does waters cover the sea? Every little minute speck of space of the sea is water. That's how widespread. God says, as the waters cover the sea, my glory will cover the earth. Wow! So the devil is trying to imitate that. He's bringing this coronavirus. He's bringing, uh, in, in the last days, all kinds of things that will try to cover the earth like a flood. But the devil can never catch up with God in His glory and His grace. Amen? Because here it says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. In the Hebrew, the word standard there is actually also the word, put him to flight. He comes in like a flood, but the Spirit of the Lord, notice it's not you, it's the Spirit of the Lord, amen. Well, route Him, like a, uh, you know, like just route Him out, amen, from your life, amen. So you pray in the Spirit. Amen, you route Him out of your life. Can I have a good amen? That's why in the uh, seventh article of the Ephesians 6 spiritual armour that a believer ought to have, it tells you in the first place, you have the breast, uh, loins girt with truth. Then you have the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. You have the, your, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace shoes. Amen. Then you have the shield of faith. You have the helmet of salvation. Have we counted? One, two, three. Amen. Four. Amen. Helmet, five, salvation. And the sword of the Spirit, six. Six item now. Now, God never stops at six. Six is the number of men. Goliath has three sixes stamped upon him. Goliath. If you study the, the, the story of Goliath and David in the battlefield, you find that the Goliath stamped with six, six, six. So God doesn't end with six. What is the seventh one? The next verse tells us. Let's go to it right now. And this is from the Young's Literal Translation. And the helmet of salvation, receive. It's imperative mood. In the Greek, receive and the sword of the Spirit, receive the helmet, the hope of salvation, and receive the sword of the Spirit, which is the Rema of God. In the Greek, is the Rema, is the saying of God. How? Through all prayer and supplication. Now, this is so good because uh, in this verse 18, it starts with the word dia, and dia is always through the channel of, by means of. Unfortunately, in other translations, Amen. In the in the King James and all that, but what dia is not even there. It just starts by praying at all times, but it's not praying at all times. It doesn't start with that. In the Greek, it starts with dia, and and Youngs is the only one I see that translates that. New American Standard Bible has a footnote translating that at the footnote, but here it says true. How do you receive the helmet of salvation to cover your head from all the the mental attacks? Amen. From depression, from all the the, the, uh, fiery duds, you know, that's where it always lands, usually, in your mind. How do you have the hope of salvation? As you look at the future, is your mind uh, looking at something dark, dreary, or are you looking at something bright? Amen. The hope, the positive expectation of good is a helmet. How do you receive that? And how do you receive the sword? Helmet of salvation receive, and the sword of the Spirit receive, which is the saying of God, the rhema of God. Receive the sword of the Spirit, which is the rhema of God. How? true! all prayer and supplication, praying at all times in the Spirit. The word times here is the word kairos. There are two basic words for Greek, in the Greek for times. One is chronos, which is where you get your, for the watch, in, you know, timing. Chronos, chronological order. It's just time, right? in its purest sense, time. But Kairos, the word for time, is actually an opportune moment. One, one Greek um, uh, scholar says it like this, favorable season. Favorable season. So we pray at all times, through all prayer and supplication, praying at all times in the Spirit. And I believe it's going to cause a favorable season to happen in the midst of the pandemic. That's what we need. Amen. When you're praying in the Spirit, you are never, never in an a, a bad situation, even though the circumstances are dark, but when you pray in the Spirit, around you is a seasonable, favourable, opportunity—a opportune season. Hallelujah. So how do you receive the helmet of salvation? How do you receive the rhema of God, which is the sword of the Spirit? Through all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Sometimes, you know, um, if you need prayer, one thing about, about speaking in tongues and all that, I'm, I'm telling you, church, is going to bless you Uh, If you realize this, sometimes you don't don't want to pray. Let's say the doctor had given you a bad prognosis and all that. It's got to do with your, maybe your liver. All right? So what do you do? You say, Holy Spirit, I do not know how to pray as I ought. I've had hands laid on me, prayer and all that. But Holy Spirit, you know how to pray best. Don't forget Romans 8 tells us, likewise the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. And the word infirmities today is the same word used for diseases that Jesus healed in the Gospels. Amen. So it says, by making prayers for us. He intercedes for us. So you say, Lord, I do not know how to pray for my heart. I do not know how to pray for my blood pressure. But Holy Spirit, you do, Lord. And Father, let your Holy Spirit in me right now pray for my heart. Pray for my, my liver. Pray for any area of your life. Amen? And then you go like this, so, under your breath, undertones the whole day. And it doesn't mean you gotta stop doing what you need to do. That's why grace is, you know, we need to understand grace because all the teaching on prayer, many of times, you know, you have this idea, as I was growing up in the church, uh, um, when I say growing up, my teenage years uh, in the church, being in the church, uh, they always give the impression it's going to be in one place, one location, amen. Now that's great. You can do that, that's great. But there are, there are people who are working. There are people who are busy. There are mothers, who have little mouths to feed, uh, uh, homework to help them do, and uh, uh, you know, uh, responsibilities to uh, execute. Amen. They are busy the whole day. So God has designed, under grace, a prayer that you can pray while you are busy. I'm going to say something that some people might not be too happy, even when you're watching TV. I know some TV is like abomination for some people, but when you're watching TV, all right, you can pray in the Spirit. When you're watching a football game, you can pray in the Spirit. Lord, I'm praying for my lungs, Lord. Uh, the doctors say something, whatever, you know, the doctors have said, and in, in, Lord, I, I, I'm, your Holy Spirit knows how to pray for His perfect healing. Your Holy Spirit knows how to pray against this headache I've been having for a few days, right? Your Holy Spirit knows. And then you just let loose, amen? It might be one day, it might be two days, there might be a, like a spiritual attack even, the first day you are doing it, amen? But I, I'll tell you this, as you persevere. It says persevering. Amen. Watching with all perseverance. As, as you persevere, keep on praying the Spirit. There's going to come a time, boom! It's like something broke loose. The dam is broken and the, the r- refreshing, liberating waters of God's Spirit just flow into your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I do not know how to pray for my son or for my daughter. I don't know what's troubling them, but You know. Holy Spirit, pray through me. Are you willing to pray for even undertones the whole day, even if more days are needed, until you know the uh, the answer comes or the release you feel? Amen. Something happens while you are praying in tongues. You know that someone greater than you, someone more powerful than you, someone who loves you, amen, is praying for you. You know, when you come to a man of God and you tell him to pray, you feel a bit assured, but none as therapeutic, as as life-giving, amen, as the Holy Spirit praying for you. And you know that. And while you're praying, psychologically, amen, mentally, you're having a peace because you know that the one who has all power is working on it. And you are praying perfect prayers because you cannot circumvent your prayer with your ignorant words or with your uh, 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 words that are not on point, amen. It, It transcends all that. Grace transcends all that. Is a prayer that was birthed only in the new, new Covenant. And it came on the day of Pentecost. Just as the first Pentecost was the giving of the law, God, the, the Jewish people will tell you that their first Pentecost was God giving them the law. Even until today, they'll tell you they celebrate Shavuot, which is uh, Pentecost, 50 days from Passover. They celebrate Pentecost as the giving of the law. And what happened? 3,000 people died. Now, in the New Covenant, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, notice, God waited until the day of Pentecost had fully come. Why? Because God wanted to show us that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. By the way, some people say, well, I, I don't know all this uh, uh, mumbo-jumbo um, and, you know, people in, of the flesh, they tend to look down on people praying in tongues or the language of, of tongues, glossolalia. They tend to look down on it. But you know what the Bible says, as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know who's giving them utterance as they began to speak other tongues? Is the Spirit that gave them utterance. This word, utterance, the Holy Spirit checked me to look up this word, and, and it, it is actually from Thayer's uh, definition. who's a Greek scholar. Thayer says, it's not a word of everyday speech, but one belonging to dignified and elevated discourse. When you pray in tongues, in God's ears, amen, in heaven's perspective, it is elevated discourse. It's dignified discourse. You say, Pastor Prince, I've never prayed in tongues. Well, right now, friend, I want to tell you something. The moment you are born again, the moment you believe on Christ as your Savior and Lord, that He died for your sins on the cross, you have the Holy Spirit. Never doubt that. Never doubt that. But now it's like one thing, uh, one thing to drink a glass of water. Now you have water in you. It's another thing to dive into the swimming, swimming pool where water is all around you. That is immersed, baptize in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You are baptized. So, don't just settle for the Spirit in you, amen. Let the the Lord take you and immerse you in the Holy Spirit, amen. We're not saying that those who don't pray in tongues are lesser. No, 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 a thousand times no. But we want to take advantage of every weapon, everything that God has for us, amen. The seventh one is praying in the Spirit. It must be that important, amen, in the armour of the believer. Hallelujah.